Okay, so uh, welcome. And we're going to try something a little different now uh, for both listeners and viewers. Um, uh, Bob Graham has uh, volunteered to uh, help, you know, with some of these upcoming conversations. We're going to talk about various aspects of sales in great detail in the next several weeks. And um, so without further ado, why don't we just kind of dive right into it? So Bob, why don't you introduce yourself and let's let's get started. Yeah, I'm Bob Graham. I've worked in businesses over the last uh, 20, 30 years. Wow, I'm getting old. And uh, I, I, it, I think it's good to point out how we met. We met, what, seven or eight years ago. And since then, we've been collaborating and uh, really prodding each other, I think, with suggestions with, hey, read this book. We have a we kind of have an informal book club that you send yep. me a book you read that you got value and I sing you a book. Yep. And so this is a great extension of that. I'm really excited to get to have this discussion with you. So Brendan, you're the expert when it comes to sales. Help me understand what a sales process is at its core, really simply. Well, I mean, first, first I'd say that you, you, you have to have one. It's important to have a process. Why? And, pro and, and the process, bec because it's, it's sort of like being on a track or it's being on, having a map or a guide. It's a way to know where you are in the chain of events, because even with simple sales, there are, uh, and certainly with complex enterprise level sales, there are various steps along the way. And you have to make sure that you're, you're accomplishing or you're meeting the objectives and accomplishing what's necessary in each of those steps if you want to get to the, to, to the right outcome. And, and that means the right outcome doesn't necessarily mean a sale. It may mean qualifying that this person is not a good candidate and you move on. Okay. So if I'm a founder, yeah. don't I have a sales process? If I called one person who said they were interested in what I'm doing and they eventually bought from me and they paid me money, I'm good, right? I don't need to listen anymore. <laughs> well, there's, there's so much more to it than that though, because I mean, if you, um, if you're able to get a customer, sign one up and, and they become a customer, they become a customer, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going about it in the right way. I mean, you can have a, a successful sale um, almost in spite of yourself. There, there are customers that, that, you know, that you just get lucky and things fall into place. But that doesn't mean that you're going about it in a way that's systematically good and scalable. And if you're a founder that wants to have this, a repeatable, uh, success rate with sales, you need to have some sort of a process in place, which means you have to understand all the components that go into a sale. And that includes things like having the right mindset and uh, being able to identify the ideal customers and, and knowing how to start a conversation and then, and then, and then conducting effective customer discovery and on and on and on. All those steps need to take place. And, and in some cases, it's, it's a very, you know, if it's a simple sale, you're selling a vacuum clean vacuum to someone. It's a very simple, it may be a very simple and straightforward process. And maybe that takes place in one conversation. But if you're in an enterprise kind of a situation or any kind of a B2B sales that has multiple steps, multiple conversations, it, it really helps to know your process so that you can walk through and plan and effectively execute uh, on those various steps you know, when they're needed. 
Okay, that makes sense. Do do I have to? Does the process is the process something that's internal, and I and my company know it, or is this something I share with my customer and say, "Here's our sales process. We go through step one, step two, step three, step four. It it could be both. You certainly want it for the former. You certainly want to know so that you and whomever else is in your sales on your side of the the sales process on this your side of the sale your you and your sales team whomever's in your company you they you should all collectively understand what that sales process is but if you're in an enterprise situation in particular or or you're selling to a customer and you can explain to them why you have a particular process and the steps along the way that can often be a really effective sales tool for the customer to understand because they know what they're, they know what to expect. And, and they also, I guess, would imagine that you're serious about what you're doing because yeah. you're not just winging it. It's like, we've done this with X number of customers. We've found that doing the demo at step three is really valuable because that's when you're prepared for the demo. And we also do the demo again at step six because you've thought about it and you probably have questions. Right. And then, oh. and then, and then based on the, the discovery process and your qualification and understanding the needs of the customer, you're able to tailor that demo to be specific to the needs of the customer, as opposed to just some show up, throw up sort of a, a event where you just walk <laughs> through every, every step along the way and bore the, bore the heck out of your, uh, your prospect. So that's, that's, part of the enticement that's part of the attractiveness of having a, a a process that you can explain to the customer the customer has to they have to meet their objectives too you have i should say you have to meet their objectives their expectations along the way they want to know things about you and your and your product your solution and you have to you have to satisfy those at various steps along the way you can't simply make this sales process the sort of thing where, hey, listen, I'm going to do all these things so I can get my check off my boxes on, in the list. That's not how it works. You have to, it's a, it's a collaborative, it's a, it's a balancing act between you and the customer. But if you can explain effectively why you're going through certain steps and uh, that's valuable to the customer ultimately. And, and what it should impart is that, you're, you're trying to save them time. You're trying to understand the situation so that you know whether or not, A, you can solve the problem for them effectively. And, um, and you know whether you're the right company, the right business or the right person to solve the problem and, and then how you would go about it. And, and, and so, so those things, if those things uh, surface during the course of the sales process, especially in those early stages, it can be really effective. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And I guess that sales process typically gets more complex the higher dollar amount we're talking about. My guess would be a $10,000 purchase would have a smaller sales process than a multi-million dollar purchase. Yes, yeah. And in fact, with a with a more enterprise level sales, there are more people involved and there's more complexity and there are more agendas that you have to satisfy and often in a number of cases, their politics and so forth, those things all kind of uh, almost multiply themselves, right? But in addition sure. to that, and this is why it's particularly important as the, as the sale gets more complex and more people involved and 
and the like is, is that you may find yourself looping back on that sales process. You might get to a certain point where you're qualifying. You might even have a proposal in place in front of them and new people come into the equation because the deal got bigger, which means there are new departments that might be involved. And now you're going back and you're doing more discovery. And, and, and so having that sales process figured out, knowing where you are helps you because you're going to, you know, as that sale gets more compl complicated, you will find yourself going back to earlier parts in the, in, in the process. And, and you may be in different stages with different people. You know, you may be doing discovery with, with, with the finance department, but you know, you know what needs to be in the proposal for sales and marketing, for example. And, and so, so it's, it, you're, you're juggling a, a lot of information and expectations and calendars and so forth. And so having all those, knowing where you are, having that roadmap is invaluable. So I, I guess another thing about this is as I'm going through that sales process, I'm also at each step checking off whether this is a good fit for my business, right? Absolutely. Because there could yeah. very well be a point where I go, whoa, hey, no, no, yeah. we don't solve that problem. Yeah. And if I'm in that case, Brendan, so I go four steps into the process and I realize this is a bad fit. Yeah. Do you find when you're going through your sales process that people are frustrated when you tell them you now spent X number of hours on these four steps and I don't think we're a fit anymore. Well, that that's yeah, there's there's the potential for frustration, but it's a whole lot less frustration than if they go further down the path and then buy and then they turn out to be a disastrous customer for both. So so this is why that sales process is so important on the especially at the front end is to do that kind of qualification, is to ask the sort of difficult questions. Hey, it's going to cost between X and Y. And then they said, oh, no, no, no. We were thinking it's one fifth that. Well, you know, that's we have important. A, we have a challenge. Yes. You want, to, you, want to, you want to get to the bottom of that right away because they're not a customer. They're, not a, they're, they're, they're likely not a, a good potential customer. And so you want to investigate that and discover, figure out around that. What are the parameters? Are there other departments that can contribute to the budget or, or, or yada, yada, you know, whatever. But, but at that point, you know what one of the crux of one of the problems is, one of the real obstacles. The sooner you know that, the better. And this is, and it's, it's a bit of a cliche uh, in sales, but a no is as good as a yes. Um, and so the, the, the purpose of getting that no is to do so as, as early as it makes sense to do so, is to get that no or a yes, but to get, figure it out early in the process. And that's why having, having the right things in place at the early stages of the sale, having the right mindset, being able to identify the right sorts of customers, knowing how to start the right conversation, knowing how to conduct customer uh, discovery and then qualification. If you can do those things effectively early on, the rest of the sales process gets much, much easier. So, so Brendan, that makes perfect sense, but I can picture there's a founder out there right now who's listened to what you just said and gone, I need a first customer. Yeah. I'm not looking to say no to someone. Yeah. I'm yeah. begging for a yes. Yeah. How do you reconcile those two things? Because 
I've worked with enough founders to know that the first yes is key to their success. I, I just want someone to endorse what I'm doing as valuable and pay me money so I have proof of concept. Yes. Yeah. And you're well, saying go through a sales process. And if in the process, the discovery shows that they're not a good fit to tell the, to be the one to say to them, yeah, no, yeah, when yeah. they might have actually said yes and been my first customer and paid me some money, which would set the stage for subsequent customers. Yeah. And so and how do I reconcile that? Yeah, it's, it's actually not that difficult because what what and we're going to talk about this in more detail in, in upcoming uh, conversations. But I hope but so. You want to um, this is where identifying your ideal customers is is critically important right you know your mindset then you want to know who your ideal customers are and and those customers are customers that are having a very specific sort of pain that you can solve and and um, they have they have a, a an immediate need to solve that pain and and when you have to go out and have a bunch of conversations to figure out who those people are and find them. And we'll, we'll talk about how you go about doing that in an upcoming episode. And in fact, rather soon. And that, and that, that is how that conversation starts because you're going, you're going to identify people that are likely to be a good conversation, good, good candidates for what you do. And, and there is a certain amount of um, uh, course correction that you need to do in that you're going to you're going to talk to if you're an early stage founder and you're trying to figure out who the right customers are you want to talk to a bunch of people and and you're going to start to see a pattern develop as you have if you, you talk to a lot of different people and you investigate what sorts of problems they're having and and how important that problem is and you're going to see you're going to see certain things become common and hopefully that's where your product can fit in areas that are where there's a, a significant specific pain, one that you can solve, one that's profitable, that where there's a significant amount of money for you and where you have, um, uh, where, where there's, a, there's an immediate need. So when all those things kind of come together, then you're gonna to start to identify those sorts of people right away. And it, when, you can, when you can find that particular niche, then starting the conversation, which is the next step, is is relatively straightforward. You know what sorts of they, they have a if if they're in um, they're in auto dealerships and they're trying to find customers and that's their problem and you know how to identify auto dealer custom you know customers for an auto dealership. When you go to a dealership, you say, "Hey, do you have problems finding customers?" Yes. Boom. The conversation is started. Right. And so okay. it's knowing who the right uh, ideal target market is is critically important because that makes the discovery process easier because you don't want to I'm rambling on here but you don't want to you don't want to talk to just everyone about your product you want to talk to the right people and the right people are going to are going to be receptive to that and then that means they're going to be they're going to be open to the qualification the discovery process that you're going to that you're going to go through so the hammer works really well hitting a nail but it doesn't do so well with the screw yes exactly yeah so you okay. want to you want to have the right, you want to be focused on the right niche. And the nice thing about the internet these days is that the niches, however small, can be enormous. And so the, yes. the, 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 the challenge for a founder is to find those first initial customers. Now, from that, 
you can start to push out at the fringes and find people that are not as and, and then build to satisfy their needs so that they're more in there in your ideal customer by, by adding features, but you don't start that way. So let me go back to the sales process sure. a little bit and let me summarize what I think I heard you say and tell yeah. me where I get it, where I get confused, where I'm wrong. Uh, having a clear sales process helps me, the founder, because it grounds me. It helps me understand where I am in this whole process. Yeah. Yep. It gives me a ability to help my customer understand that I've thought about these things. Yep. Now I'm not just winging it. Yep. It also helps me to identify whether this is in fact a real customer yep. Yep. that meets my criteria. Yep. <laughs> okay. For the customer, a sales process shows them that I'm serious about what I do. Yep. That this isn't my first time, even if it is my first time. Right. If you had a solid sales process, you could probably look like you know what you're doing more than you really know. Well, well, you at, at an, uh, I would argue that you do know what you're doing because you actually have thought through what the sales process is, right? Okay. And, yes. Yeah. And one other thing it does that it buys you. I don't know your, where were you on your list, but it no, saves you both. It saves you both a tremendous amount of time and frustration. You know, if it's not a good fit, you want to know that. And your customer wants that prospect wants to know that too. I, you know, time is valuable. And if, and if, and there's nothing better than being able to identify, well, it's their better things, I guess it's better to find someone who's a customer, but, but it's, it's, it's almost as good a victory to find, to find out early on that this person isn't the, isn't an ideal candidate. And then you have a couple options to say, Hey, I can't really help you. It's not a good fit you should go to talk to these guys or these, this gal or whomever. Um, um, and you could always turn to them and say, this is what we do. You know, who should we be talking to? There's no, right. there's no hard crime in saying you're not really, a, you don't exactly do it, but you know, people that, that, that would use us. Or I've hey. said to people before, you know, Hey, I don't really solve your problem right now, but I keep hearing that this thing's coming up and I'm trying to put together a solution for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you go back to them in three months or six months and say, Hey, I finally put that solution together and they respect you because they know yeah. that you walked away once. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And so in the, in that same way, you, you, if, if someone's, you know, if you're talking to the right sorts of people, they're going to be people that aren't the right fit right now because the timing's not right or they, they need a particular feature. And if you can, you can gracefully pause on that opportunity and then come back to them in three months when, you, when you've got three or four customers and you've got some momentum and now you have the bandwidth and the revenue to add a new, the feature that they need or the, or the whatever it is, now you're in a now you're in a glorious position and if they still have that problem and in the meantime if you could stay in touch with them with an email that says hey here's where we are here's our progress blah 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 uh, how are things with you and all you know now it's a warm lead it's a you know it's not a you know it's not a cold call right i, I love that i hope we get to a day where we talk through the graceful exit yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's the one that's the episode I'm most excited about right now because <laughs> I, I love the phrase. So, Brendan, we've thrown a lot of people and yeah. I think we should probably draw the line here on yeah. 
that whole sales process thing. But as you said earlier, we're going to go into the various components of, of that over the coming weeks yeah. and really break it down into not minute detail because that's scary, but into the level of detail that if you're thinking about a sales process for your organization, you yeah. need to be thinking about these things and yeah. how they fit into that process. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's, uh, let's keep at it. Okay, well, that's another episode of Let's Chat Sales. And uh, thank you for listening. If you happen to know of anyone who might benefit from this, by all means, feel free to share it with them. And next time we'll be talking about sales mindset. So that's it. And uh, we'll sign off.